In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Tuggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress, Cayman, your host. And before we get on to the show, I, I love checking in every week because I continually marvel at modern technology and our ability to broadcast a radio show from anywhere on the planet, or perhaps even beyond at this point. And today I am broadcasting live from in front of a Starbucks because I had to pull over and get ready for the show because I'm in transit. So um, we come from very unique places. We all uh, come from very unique backgrounds. And today mine happens to be uh, a coffee shop. In any case, I'm here today, as I am every Wednesday, to talk with you about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guest today, Stephen Shapps, I wanted to open up the phone lines for call-ins because we will take calls at 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869. And I also wanted to mention that I am going to be offering a Harvesting Happiness workshop at Kripalu, which is a very large yoga center in Lenox, Massachusetts on the weekend of May 13th. And if anybody's interested in harvesting their own happiness with me, they can reach Kripalu at www.kripalu, K-R-I-P as in Paul, A-L-U dot org, or call them at 866-200-5203. Again, Kripalu can be reached at 866-200-5203. Okay, enough with the housekeeping and on to the guests. Today's show is very interesting. Um, in sharp contrast to a show that focuses in general about happiness or happy things or 
cultivating happiness when life is not always so happy. But today, I'm pleased to welcome Stephen Shapps, who is a psychotherapist, counselor, and coach nationally, who works in the realm of mind-body psychotherapy with a specialty in anger. And welcome, Stephen. Good morning, and thanks for being here. Good morning, and thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, it's a pleasure. We are great here. We've got, you know, a little bit of a hectic morning, but, you know, we go with the flow. And um, I wanted to specifically, I want to give uh, our listeners a little bit more of your background, but I was anxious to bring you on because the concept of happiness is the antithesis uh, of anger. And really, I think that it all interrelates. And that's the beauty of this time that we get to spend together is to dispel some of the myths or uh, limiting beliefs that we have around anger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, may, may I just say one thing um, before I begin and you begin asking me questions? We can be happy about anger. Yes. <laughs> Just yes, we can. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, ra- ra- yes. We we can uh, let go of what that what anger may mean to us and look at it as an opportunity, which could be very, very, very happy producing or happiness producing. Well, um, before we get into this, because this I, I I love this concept right here to be happy about our anger. Can you give our <laughs> listeners a little bit of your background and Certainly. the wealth of information that you arrive here with today? Yeah. Because it is very diverse. Okay. Well, I'm a psychotherapist in private practice, and I also lecture and support people with with individual issues and challenges around the feeling or the concept called anger and. Um, so I'm a clinician, and my approach is both clinical as well as spiritual, and I make use of uh, the Eastern principles and approaches as well as the clinical. And my, my beginnings uh, were as a little boy uh, who had some challenges and uh, also growing up in a family where there was anger expressed. My father was a war veteran, and he came back with some trauma. And subsequently, some of that rubbed off on both my myself and my brother. And through the years of looking and wondering and being curious, I came upon becoming a therapist and exploring and offering up what uh, information and inquiry and study and what little knowledge uh, I had. And being of service and contributing to others uh, as best as possible. So that's a little bit of a, an outline. Um, and so everything has been kind of uphill from there. And so I, I, I work with many different individuals on, on various aspects of spiritual release, dealing with communication, marriage, conflict, and the many approaches, um, and looking at cutting-edge ways of exploring the nature of this very, very powerful emotion and feeling. I I hope that addresses a little bit of your question. That does, and I'm anxious to just jump right in to the concept of uh, the, the happy uses of anger. I'm going to read something to you, um, something I had prepared because I was I was thought to myself, well, what is anger? And often that question poses 
or brings up a lot of answers and, and inquiry. And I'm just going to read something I wrote, and then we can go from there. And, 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 you know, and it's really a complex response as I look at it. And it's a normal emotion. And this is, this is something that often many of us don't want to accept. We think there's something wrong. And yet uh, it is often expressed in a wide range of intensities and feelings, from mild irritation to frustration or even rage. And one, one statement that I, I, I wrote is that it is a reaction to a perceived threat um, and, uh, by loved ones or close ones. It's something often we take personally, and we perceive it often to be something bad or there's something wrong with us. And when we do do that, often we have tendencies or reactions or responses that kick in, and suddenly we're off doing what we do with anger, and, um, or the feeling that we call anger, or the perception, the meaning that we give to it. And just for a, a, a good word is a spin, so to speak. We give the, a, a spin to it one way or the other. And in that spin or in that meaning, uh, that tendencies, we can get into trouble, we can cause further reaction, we can cause damage to ourselves. But at the same time, we would like to do something about it. Deep inside us, we would like to have that sensation, that feeling soothed, all of us. And often in, in doing that, we automatically pick just the opposite tendency that creates more of it. And I call that resistance, or it becomes more intense. Um, and subsequently, anger uh, is a cognitive spirit, uh, experience of thought, also behavior, and all of us experience it at, at one level or one intensity or another. Um, where, where my work comes in is when it's really mismanaged uh, in trauma, um, in life experiences where we haven't been able to let go of it, when it becomes intense and the ruminations and the feelings overcome us and we don't know what to do, which can lead to clinical dispositions such as uh, depression. And we act out and we do damage and there's conflict. And this is where many people come to me to work on their issues, and we look at various ways of dealing with it. Uh, of course, there's, from a clinical perspective, the management of medications, uh, as well as the use of various cognitive and body-centered approaches to release it and work on it and design a, uh, a, uh, a unique uh, approach for every individual. There's no one-size-fits-all here. And so that's what I do with individuals, uh, and I hope that well, kind of gives let, it. Let, sure. Th this, this is helpful, but let me just stop here for one second. We are going to sure. slip into our first break, and it will, it will jump on us and bite us in the tush. So right. let's okay. slow down for one second and address sure. this concept of depression, because it has been said that depression is rage that is turned inward. Yeah. So I think it really identifies this concept of, of anger as a very, very powerful tool Okay. Or a very, very powerful weapon. So, yes. Um, anger often 
it is considered a powerful weapon. Here's something that I wrote uh, just recently. Uh, anger is, a, is a, a powerful tool that can be used as a means of control. And when used as a weapon of desire or of the want to manipulate, it's vastly destructive, causing pain and suffering. Yet the energy of what we deem as anger, when all concepts and meanings are dropped and allowed to rise as energy only, uh, and move free. We are going to go. We're going to go right to the break. I'm sorry to cut you off. When we come back, we'll continue with what you've beautifully written about anger. This is Lisa yeah. Cypress Kamen, and you're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity we'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with lisa cypress Kamen on toginet.com part of the grateful good grateful nation brings together patients families friends and staff of beth israel deaconess medical center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. And, you know, I was glad. I was really thinking about, um, you know, this concept of anger and happiness, and, and, and this is going to provide a really good talking point for today. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, did they cut up there? I think we're coming back. Oh, there's Carrie. Carrie's my normal producer. Hey, girly. All right. You know, they're living in Tornado Alley. Yes, that's something to be happy about. 
I know. Well, we'll, we'll because <laughs> I always like to include them. Yeah, so if we go the opposite route, that creates a bit of laughter. We can laugh oh, at ourselves. Yes, because we're back on live. Yes. I haven't. Oh, you're on the air, Lisa. Well, that's a, that's an experience. We had no intro. Hi, Sam. Sam is our new producer. Let's give him a big a big hug because I think he's sweating bullets over there in, in Lindell, Texas, in Tornado Alley, where the radio show is being broadcast from. So I'm sorry that you heard the back of the house chatter, everyone. Welcome back. This is Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and you are listening to Lisa Cypress-Kamen and Stephen Shapps talking about the possibilities of anger and happiness or happy anger. Welcome back, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> this is great. We would you like it real there, you know? <laughs> would, would, you, would you like me to start that little little thing again that I wrote? Um, uh, yes. Start okay. the little thing and, 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 yeah. and speed to the last bit. I'm sorry. That's okay. So uh, uh, this is something I wrote. Um, anger is a powerful tool. used can be used as a means of control when used as a weapon of desire or of the want to manipulate, is vastly destructive, causing pain and suffering. Yet this energy, this feeling that we have, um, when all of the concepts about it and the meanings we give it are dropped, uh, can be allowed to arise as energy only, as a phenomena, and allowed to move freely, which can produce just the opposite, infinite feeling infinite healing and transformation. So you mentioned something about depression. Well, depression, um, clinic, classic, uh, depre- a classical uh, definition of depression is, is anger, to- uh, anger acted towards, acted inwardly. In other words, we believe there's something wrong with ourselves and we're going to punish ourselves, and subsequently we feel depressed and down and we're not feeling happy, to be very simple. This punishment is a belief, an unconscious belief that we have, that if we punish ourselves enough, if we act in this way enough, it'll change. We won't be unhappy. And we get exactly the opposite. Mm. Okay? And this is very important. Very important, because when, when we can accept this, that is, welcome it. Now, my battery's low on my phone, so this is just a caution. Um, when we can say, you know, this is what I'm doing, I'm acting in towards myself, and I believe I'm going to get better by punishing myself, um, there's a, a sense of acceptance. We've told the truth about it. And in telling the truth about it, it begins to unravel the spin, and we begin to let go a little bit. And one of the first places we begin to notice that is in the body, which suddenly can allow us to feel a little better about ourselves. Mm. And just in listening to that, as I'm hearing you, uh, the realization that is the welcoming and embracing what's really there is different than what we do with it. We avoid it, we want to control it, and we want to change it. And we want to act out, punish ourselves for the belief that we should know what to do with this very powerful energy or phenomena. Now, the reason why I use energy and phenomena is because I want to be very careful not to characterize this feeling. That is, give it a meaning as bad or good, because we tend to hold those meanings 
mind and identify with it, then we begin to think, I'm an angry person, that must be the way I am, and there's nothing I can do about it. So when saying energy or phenomena or sensation, we look at that just as a way of feeling as, as opposed to trying to figure out what the feeling is. That's the tendency, of course. That's what we've been conditioned to do, to figure it out, to want to know, to have the answer, when in fact we really don't know. We really don't. And it's very challenging for most of us to say, I don't know. But when we do, suddenly the spin or the energy or the tendency, the tendency begins to unravel a little bit. There's a dissolving of the intensity, and the body begins to relax. It's almost immediate. And so this is good. In other words, instead of looking at this energy we call anger as bad, we could look at it as an opportunity. We can welcome it as this is the moment when, it, when we're ready to have it come up for the unconscious to be let go of. And that's something to be joyful about. That's something to welcome. That's a positive, constructive way of looking at something that's very natural and that has been part of being a human being. Mm, indeed. And, you know, I, I want to touch on something that is really important about anger. And, and this is, to me, is that, and I've learned this over the years, it's not something that came naturally to me, and, it's, and especially something that does that does not come naturally to women because as women we are taught to suppress that emotion because it is not pretty it is not tidy it is not something that we can put a little powder and lip gloss on and make it look good it is it can be just downright unpleasant and that is that the anger is a wave it comes it goes and goes this is something that you and I have talked about you know many times over the years and I also have learned that it, it, it can be like fuel. It can be like a very powerful bit of gas or diesel that mm -hmm. propels us to places that we have never thought possible to go positively. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the wave that you spoke of, and a good analogy would be the waves in the ocean. Yes. When we look at the wave, intense waves in the ocean, we, always, we only tend to look at the waves and not the ocean that the wave is a part of. And then focus only on the waves and make that wave bad and then look at what we do with it. Look at the meaning. It, this is bad. It's untidy. I shouldn't be angry. It doesn't look good. Look at how people may see me, this or that, which in fact are just tendencies when looked at honestly and welcomed begin to dissolve the wave. And the wave does go back to the sea, doesn't it? It does go back into the ocean, which is who we really are. That sea is that vast, infinite uh, capacity to be with everything, to accept everything, to look at everything, to welcome everything and deny nothing. I like what you've just said about denying nothing, to not deny these uh, feelings, these emotions that well up inside of us that are not always pretty, and to know that actually that we can be safe, allowing them to just come out and be part of the experience yeah. and that they can exist in balance with all the other parts of ourselves. Absolutely. And it is that l lack of balance that is when things go awry and get, can get very, very bad and very, very ugly. 
Well, we tend to believe there's a lack, but there really isn't. See, the lack is a, is a concept, is a belief that there's lack. Um, just like we want to control things, we believe that, we, that, that there's an absence of control. Subsequently, we want something we don't have. But yet, it's tied to a sensation or feeling for which a, com- a concept we've given. But in truth, there's no lack. There is no lack to anything at all. But we believe there is uh, that, that limitation. And so in the wanting of control, let's say the wanting of approval or the wanting of security, we believe that there's not an, sufficiently enough there to make us feel good. So we look into the world for those things. So we look inside for, for them. But they're as close as what's behind our nose. It's there all of the time. There's no lack. Well, this is a this is an excellent concept to share with our listeners and and for anybody to work to embrace. And I'm thinking of uh, an instance that I had last week. I work with a, a group of veterans in a pilot project. Uh, we're doing a harvesting happiness program for a VA, and these men have come from the addiction units. And mm-hmm. I, I do all kinds of of fun things with them. One one of the things that we did last week was some work on emotional intelligence, and. It's interesting because I gave them a quiz. I gave them a quiz that would help measure their their EQ, their their I mean their their, their emotional intelligence, their EI. And they took this quiz and I thought, well, you know, some of these guys have some issues with addiction, with anger, with rage, and it turns out that these men we were so in touch with their feelings, it was shocking. And we had such a good laugh by them expressing the responses to their questions with such candor mm-hmm. about, you know, like your, uh, one of the questions was, um, your child does not look as he or she is crossing the road and just steps out into traffic and a car is coming. What do you do? You slap the kid, you uh, scream, or you start to cry. You know, and most of these guys said, you slap the kid. They came right out with their first response, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was the, the beginning of uh, a wonderful dialogue about these emotions. And mm-hmm. they, they had, you know, been through enough counseling and training to understand that it was not what defined them. But they were in touch with the fact they were pissed off, they were frightened, they expressed the emotion, and now next. Would you like me to comment? <laughs> I would, I would, because I found them fascinating. And, and my experience with vets too has been that many, if not most of them, are very familiar with the feelings and the thoughts, and they're able to be very intimate, open, and vulnerable. Yet underneath, and this is some of the unconscious component that's not often looked at, is a tendency to even judge themselves for having the feeling or to make themselves wrong, and, and, and that has not arisen yet, often, the case. Nothing we are going to go to a break. Sure. We're, we're going to go to a break. I'm sorry to interrupt you. When we come back, let is, let's stay on this topic of emotional intelligence, anger, and the, uh, the self-judgment that can come along with it in many cases. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. You're with us at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm with Stephen Shapps, and we're here talking about the strange, odd, and wonderful connection between happiness and anger. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough. 
and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 Central on toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lisa Cypers Kamen at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm here with Stephen Shapps, who is a psychotherapist who deals in the realm of anger. And prior to the break, we were talking about anger and and post-traumatic stress disorder and anger within our returning military personnel and what percolates beneath the surface. Welcome back, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, during the break, uh, something came to mind that was very important, and that is, is when significant stress occurs, when there's trauma, um, and I'm going to paint an analogy, um, what often occurs is, good example is of the rubber band. When the rubber band stretches beyond its capacity, it never goes back to its original shape or form, and uh, this is the case that happens with severe trauma that uh, consistent over time and re reinstigating it, uh, ruminating, reviewing it, and visiting with the same intensity creates the same dynamic pattern. Um, we, we don't quite go back to this, who we were in terms of our capacity to deal with it. 
And then subsequently, we need to have tools, so to speak, drop-down menus uh, that are available to us uh, individually or generally or publicly that we can look to and use moment by moment and apply consciously when aware that some of the triggers or some of the feelings, thoughts, and sensations, when they arise, um, we have something uh, that's available, which is a good thing, which is a very good thing. So um, in, in a way, mindfully uh, applying moment-to-moment uh, awareness, looking, inquiring into what's going on, and having something that works and that's applicable, um, one, of, one of which is that... Uh, any pain or feeling that we have, any and all, there's a stuckness. Something is not flowing through us. Our natural disposition is ease and grace. Just like with a child, when they get upset, you typically, typically, and I'm saying this generally, is they have their tissy fit and then it's over. And they go on to the next thing. And this is the way we human beings are. That's our natural self. But when trauma occurs, we've, we've kind of taken on a, a pattern. Um, and underneath that pattern is, 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 is an available energy, and there is awareness. And we are aware all the time of what's going on. We just don't always have the tools available to us to deal with it that produces the most powerful and the most uh, uh, healthy or constructive outcome. What couple, let's say two or three tips would you give to somebody who presented themselves as being angry and uncomfortable with their anger? You know, I'm I'm talking about from a mom who's experiencing, you know, pissed offness with her children to a spouse that is returning from deployment. Uh, And there's anger. There's stuff percolating beneath the surface. But maybe two or three really simple tools that you could share with our listeners they could take away and try without any risk. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to address that this would be for the individual first. And we have to work on ourselves first, have empathy for ourselves, and learn what it means to be acceptable, have acceptance and empathy for what's occurring inside ourselves. And so one of the, one of the most powerful questions, um, and I'm gonna, I'm, there's about three or four of them, and these are something I've learned in some various workshops and also working with, with clients, is asking myself, what is my now feeling, thought, sensation, picture, and sound? What's occurring right now in this moment? And that's a way of, 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 of instilling the practice of becoming aware of the moment. And we have to look. The other thing is, am I willing to welcome, embrace, and accept whatever is there, even if it's uncomfortable, in spite of it being uncomfortable? You know, I, it, it's very excellent guidance and what I find so interesting about what you're offering it is very much tied to this concept of harvesting happiness which is about cultivating these sensations in the moment and so it is no different it is all the same thing it's the other side of the coin it's being aware and accepting that really all that exists is right now in this moment and how I'm going to choose to be in it and with it 
Well, I'm, I'm, you know, out here in the ethers, and uh, we've just lost Stephen Shapps, and we were talking about the relationship of anger and happiness, or happiness and anger, and um, I'm going to carry on here in a, in, about this subject matter because it is one that is very near and dear to my heart with the work that we are now doing with veterans, where there is a lot of anger present, where there is a lot of disappointment um, and feelings that are misplaced. You know, when uh, a soldier comes back from service and is confronted with reintegration with the family unit, and these issues present themselves not only for the soldier, but also the family uh, unit itself. You know, when a spouse who has been carrying on the household for a period of months or years when that uh, when the other spouse is out serving and they come home and there's pent up rage, there's pent up anger, misunderstanding. And really, one of the things that Stephen is offering is the the need to focus on the sensations that are going on in the present. And I understand that Stephen is back with us. Welcome back. I've carried on in your absence and I hope I'm you. you proud. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of any other thing than, 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 than the fact that you have. And if everything is so perfect, I can be really frustrated about it. And uh, as a good example of frustration, the feelings and sensations in my body that I associate with what I call frustration. And I, and I certainly could resist them, make them wrong, want them not to be there, try to get rid of them, um, want to do something with it, be ashamed, embarrassed, and believe that this shouldn't happen so that whatever my presentation would be perfect. And those are all of the, the thoughts that go along with the feeling. Yet welcoming these tendencies as just energy and sensation brings new light or actually light that's always been there on the feeling and sensation that arises. And typically, uh, who we are is not our feelings, thoughts, sensations, and pictures. Those things are who we, uh, the, the personal part, when we take things personally. And when we see, as we see that who we are is the impersonal, that we, we are not our thoughts, feelings, pictures, and identities, uh, certainly a transformation could be allowed to occur. Am I that still on the audio line? is gone. Well, you know what? My audio just glitched. I, I just want to, you know, let's just call a spade a spade here and say that today we are broadcasting from Tornado Alley. There is all yeah. kinds of energy out there in the ethers, and, you know, the, the forces yeah. are playing tricks with us, so let's play with them. That's all. Yeah, let's play with some. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Let me just make sure that. Okay, I can hear you, Lisa. I can hear you. Can you, can you well, hear you know, me? See, you know, yeah, then and, you know, let's just say that we're ready to have all of these things happen and occur just the way they are um, and welcome them because that's what's happening, as opposed to looking them as bad, as a disadvantage or a, a pitfall. And they're really stepping stones uh, to raising awareness about how we deal with what our relationship is, with what occurs uh, subjectively, and also how we deal with the things objectively in the world, which is always changing, by the way, constantly. And so we're always given opportunities to dance with it or run away from the dance. Yes. 
Yes, I like I, I love this concept of staying to dance or running away from it. And it is, you know, then comes down to the choices we make about showing up for life, which is another concept, you know, that I use regularly in Harvesting Happiness. But the same thing applies to dealing with anger and frustration. Yes, it does. It's, 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 it's all emotions, all things that occur. Um, and never forgetting that who we are is naturally happy, naturally present, naturally aware. Yes, Always and it available. is available. It is available Always. at any time. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, yes. So b- back, to, back to these, um, these tips for uh, being yeah. in awareness okay. and moving through the emotion. And my, my audio is, is sounding a little sketchy on this side, so bear, bear with us out there, world. Um, we are from Tornado <laughs> Alley today. So you know, would you like me to review them? Because yeah, it was one that I, that, that I did not include as the phone went dead. Um, yes, please. Uh, We're review, going I'll into the break. Them. So let's just review okay. them quickly, and then we'll move to the break. Okay. What is my now feeling? Uh, can I welcome uh, whatever is there that's arising, even if it's uncomfortable? And could I let them go? Could I release them? What I'm, am I willing to? I may not know how, but am I willing to let them go? And that may be the most powerful tip there is, you know, willing to release them. And, and you know, I would add even the release of judgment around releasing them because the judgment yeah. is, is yeah. A, uh, a big yeah. part of this. The other side of that, too, is to be honest. If we say, no, I'm not willing to release them, be willing to welcome the fact that I'm not ready to release them. Mm. In other words, resistance is not the unwillingness to let go. And we must welcome that as well. In other words, I'm not ready to let go. I'm afraid. I'm stuck. And so we must welcome the feeling that I'm stuck and I don't want to let go. Well, let's let's talk about this concept of being happily pissed off then. Because, you know, there are days and there are times, yeah. and I'm sure we've all um, experienced yeah. them, so, where, you know, God damn it, we're happy to be pissed because something really yeah, went say, wrong. <laughs> absolutely. Say, fantastic, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I am pissed, and it's fantastic, and I welcome it. I'm ready to be angry and upset. <laughs> It must be time. It must be something that I need to let go of. This is perfect. Because uh, more often than not, it's not about the situation and cir- circumstance that's at hand, but the circumstance at hand has reminded us, reminded us of something that in the past we haven't let go of that's ready to come up and be let go. We are going to go to a break with that, and when we come back, let's explore this concept of being happily pissed off. This is Lisa Saunders Cabin with Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We'll be right back. (laughs) Where is my heart? Where is my heart? We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cyphers Kamen on Toginet.com. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. 
Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton. Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cyphers-Kamen, and I'm here today with Stephen Shapps, who is a a mind-body psychotherapist, counselor, and coach who specializes in the field of anger. And uh, we're also here celebrating the uh, odd electrical impulses that are interrupting our our flow at times. So um, welcome to Tornado Alley and our radio show today. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, Stephen. We can blame it on the sun, sunspots. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if there's blame. You know, it's just one of those things that is. We have a lot of uh, interesting uh, forces at work with us today. Um, prior to the break, we were talking about being happily pissed off and um, what, what that means to us, you know, how, uh, how we react when we are feeling pissed off and what we do with it. So I'm going to turn this over to you because you are the specialist. <laughs> Thank you. So you mentioned something about um, uh, when you're pissed off, uh, being happy about it. And my question to you at the break was, what are, you, what are the usual tendencies that you have to do with this pissed offness do you want to piss on someone what what is it that you think feel and want to do with these feelings thoughts sensations that come up well you know this is a great question because um i have what i call the early warning system you know i i my sensation in my body is i feel these noxious fumes this venom that's percolating beneath the surface that's probably been building for a time 
And um, then something will happen where I say, you know what? That's just it. I can feel the gasket, you know, that the seal <laughs> that's been keeping the lid on this uh, breaking, right. and, I, and, and I'm going to roar. And I usually will tell people, you know, I'm about to blow a gasket, so I have a really good warning system. And then yep. I go, and I spew, spew the venom, and then it's over. Great. That's great. And how long is it taking you to learn this skill? Oh, my God, decades. You know, that's, this is the beauty of midlife, is that you can also, <laughs> you know. Learn something new? You. <laughs> I'm being, not being sarcastic, but we have to learn things new, right? We, we, that's a good idea. But most importantly. It's <laughs> true, it is a good idea. Yeah, it's that we can learn new things. We are not stuck, and that's, that's a great reframe. Uh, most importantly, though, you said something that something is being built up over time. And I'd like to make reference to that, that, that the things in our life that occur, we often attribute to the cause, is not necessarily the cause that's creating or triggering the upset that we feel. It's leftover stuff from the past that we didn't deal with, that's repressed, denied, pushed down, or dealt with, or we blame or judge ourselves, that remains in the unconscious, that often comes percolating out, which I call wonderful, which I call great. We're ready to have it come up. We often, often, if not most often, never do that. We do the opposite. There must be something wrong, unless you've been working on it, unless you've spent some time and you know the importance of taking responsibility. This is what's happening, and, and I need to take care of it appropriately and use the tools that I've spent some time on that I know that works with me, as opposed to blaming or attributing to the cause something outside ourselves, which is the projection which 99.9% .9 of the world is doing in terms of war, conflict, making other people wrong, um, disagreements. This has to do with thinking that we're right and they're wrong, but this is part of our identity, and it, and it goes into um, the accumulation of feelings and sensations uh, attributed to the buildup of what, what this thing anger is, of these feelings, this energy, this energy that, uh, when, as we're in balance, naturally moves through us. It, 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 our, our, our human being naturally has it go through us. Go ahead. Well, I, we have a caller on the line, and oh, okay. I would love to bring the caller on to ask a question. Good, good afternoon, good day. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. We would love to, to hear from you. What, what, what's on your mind about well, being happily say, pissed off? My new <laughs> mantra is going to be, I'm happily pissed off. But you were talking about how you're not really pissed off about what you think you're pissed off about. Does it matter? Not really. But I mean, how important is it to figure out why you're pissed off? I love this conversation. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, it's not. Life, what a ultimately, great question. Does it matter? Right, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it really doesn't matter. It's when we think about it and want to figure it out that we often keep it in place. But, uh, and the work that I do with individuals is that we look to let go of all meanings and what we believe it could be attributed to or what caused it. 
That's a great answer because, you know, sometimes if I do look and figure out why I'm pissed off, it usually has nothing to do with me. It's about somebody that did something, and mm-hmm. I took offense, and I went, wait, that's not about me. It's about Well, me. it's really not about them either. Well, it's about somebody. <laughs> yeah, well. see, that's the natural tendency. <laughs> but, it's, but, but we're the one that has the feeling or the sensation, and that's in, in us. It's just like if somebody did something wrong and we keep it inside, we stay upset because we don't want to let them off the hook. But it's that we're the one that's on the hook, that's hooked, until we deal with our own feelings and sensations. So it doesn't matter, right? Great, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But we like to think it does. But we, when we can just say, okay, it's in me, it's me, it's some, there's a feeling, thought, sensation, and it's intense and it's overwhelming and I want to do something about it, the tendency, the tendency, I might add, is to make it about someone else often. When, when in the moment we say, okay, this is the feeling and I want to welcome it and allow it to be there for a moment, explore and inquire the sensation, and see if I'm willing to let it go, even if I don't know how. And we keep saying that I'm willing to let it go, and I'm willing to let it go some more. Exercise and some exercise. more. Yeah, exercise. Exercise and or baking. Yeah, practice. It baking. will. It when will I leave. Keep, you know what? I used to bake when I would get happily pissed off. I would yeah. bake, so my friends would say, "Oh, let me piss her off, so she'll make us cookies." <laughs> Uh, Yeah, they knew exactly how to get you happy, didn't they? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I love the show. I'm going to not be happily pissed off today because I'm really happy. Good for you. Thanks for coming on, Blythe. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) That's very funny. You know, um, Blythe, I believe, is one of our uh, fellow TogiNet uh, hosts, and she has a show uh, called baby and toddler instruction. So I am sure that she's taken away a beautiful kernel from you, Stephen, today, a kernel of wisdom <laughs> about being happily pissed off, and it will translate well to the babies and toddlers across the world and their parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, but there's something, there's a, something very important to it. it when, when, we, when we're happy with ourselves, it generates through the children. And then we model that emotional intelligence to them, and they feel it. So when we're transforming and letting go, whereas before we're in conflict or we're upset because the baby's crying or the children are crying, and we kind of teach ourselves to be, be more imperturbable, that is to allow things to flow through us naturally, those around us feel it. And we become the model and teachers for that, particularly with young little kids. Yes. We don't have to say too much. We just need to be, because they see everything and feel everything all the time in the present moment. And, but I believe what you are describing about, you know, staying and feeling everything is not in a woo-woo kind of like, you know, kumbaya group hug kind of a way. It is really just about simple awareness. 
it's it, it's it's simple awareness, but also recognizing what the tendencies are, and that's not to do, not to be aware, and that's to go numb, to go do something like an addiction or do a behavior to avoid or soothe a feeling, when in fact the feeling or sensation, the thought or picture or sound is attempting to get us to awaken to something very important, to be welcomed and let go of, and to be happy about. Mm. Our hour is coming to a close, yeah. and before we, we, we end our time together, I want to make very clear to our listeners how they can find you, reach you, connect with you. And could you please give your websites and any other information that would be pertinent to help the listeners? Sure. Well, first of all, my name is Stephen Shapps, and my last name is spelled S-H-A-P-S. Um, my website is stephenshapsmft.com. My phone number is 310-666-8807. And uh, if you can't find me that way, certainly you can Google me. There's many pages available. And uh, or write me an email at stephenshapsmft at hotmail.com. Excellent. So people can uh, connect with you if they're looking for ways to celebrate being happily pissed off, move to a more <laughs> joyful place, you know, through their anger, you know, and I think that that is a very, very powerful tool. And if we uh, impart anything today about anger and happiness, it would be that fact of, you know, using these emotions to, to grow and to transform. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Um, happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and Stephen Shapps wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions. And until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And you can connect with me in a variety of ways at whatisyourhappiness.com harvestinghappiness.com and our newest project which is with the warriors at hh the number 4 heroes.org that's harvesting happiness for heroes and this is Lisa Cypress Cayman and I will be with you next week have a great day enjoy be happily pissed off and be happily in the moment Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Tokyo Jackson.